Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com, to another blog, and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the podcast through Apple, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we continue in our study of the Old Testament book of Ruth. We're in chapter 1, verses 15 through 18, which reads, And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. That's Ruth chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. Today we return to the Old Testament book of Ruth where we see the unfolding of a love story between a man and a woman. This love story is a human metaphor for the story of redemption initiated by the God of the Bible through his son's death on the cross. But the purpose of this book of Ruth is to provide a demonstration of how a foreigner became the great-grandmother of Israel's most famous king. King David had a godless Moabite in a branch of his family tree. How could a foreigner, an idol worshiper, become this famous king's ancestor? This book seeks to answer that question. In verses 15 through 17 of today's passage, we read, And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Quite a number of years ago now, an author by the name of Robert Frost penned a poem entitled, The Road Not Taken. It's a poem that tells the story of a man who, upon walking through the woods, comes to a fork in the road. It is a place of decision, a place of no return. A choice must be made, for he cannot journey down both paths. Whichever road he chooses will lead him to new pathways and new choices, and he will never stand again where he stands this day. Life is like that, isn't it? So often we come to a fork in the road, a place where we must choose one path over another, knowing full well that whatever choices we make will have repercussions, good or bad, or some of both, that spill over into the rest of our lives. 
At a certain point in Frost's poem, the man begins his journey down the road that fewer feet had traveled. And he summed up his decision with his closing words in the concluding verses of the poem, saying, quote, I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled, and that has made all the difference, end quote. These words apply to this daughter-in-law committing herself to her mother-in-law. In New Testament terms, this is Ruth's conversion to God. She not only committed herself to Naomi, but also to Naomi's God. Her commitment was personal, voluntary, and complete. After saying these words, she could never go back to Moab. Ruth made a commitment to Naomi because she had entered into a personal relationship with the God of the Bible. I found it most difficult to pull myself away from sin in order to enter into a personal relationship with God way back in October of 1981. The death of my dad aided my decision. You see, it wasn't until I began to think of what is really important in this life that I was poised to make my decision to follow the Lord. By the way, no amount of good behavior on our behalf makes us right with the Lord. That is why the Lord Jesus died on the cross. He earned our right position before God. I knew that if I didn't make a clean break from the lifestyle I had garnered apart from God, I would be frustrated in my attempt to know God for myself. And that is what was made clear to me that life is really about knowing our Creator for ourselves and finding ways to make Him known to those who are trapped in a life apart from knowing God. In Deuteronomy 23, God said, No Ammonite or Moabite shall enter the assembly of the Lord. None of their descendants, even to the tenth generation, shall ever enter the assembly of the Lord. This curse was that none of the Moabites would ever be allowed to come inside the covenant through the 10th generation from when the curse was issued. Interestingly enough, scholars have calculated that Ruth was a member of the 11th generation. <laughs> but the Moabite people had been, by God, shut out from redemption because of their sin. In Isaiah 56, in verses 6 and 7, which was written much later than Deuteronomy chapter 23, we read, Also the sons of the foreigner who joined themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and holds fast my covenant, even them I will bring to my holy mountain." and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. The curse 
was only in place until the foreigner and the cursed people turned to God in faith. When Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you, for wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. When she said those words, she revealed that she had entered into a personal relationship with the God of Naomi, the God of the Bible. The fascinating part of this story is that Ruth was an 11th generation Moabite. Oh, the sovereignty of our God. He knows all from the beginning to the end, and we can thoroughly trust him with our lives and the lives of those whom we love. In verse 18 of today's passage, we read, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. <laughs> Naomi had nothing to offer to Ruth, and neither of them knew what the future held for them. The road less traveled is like that filled with the unknown, yet Ruth decided to follow Naomi just the same. And when Naomi saw that Ruth the Moabite had more faith than she did, Naomi the Jew, she stopped exploring her to return to Moab. How striking that is that this amazing commitment comes from an outsider and not an insider. I find the faith of Ruth to be incredible. Her commitment to Naomi goes beyond time and place and ethnic background. She who knew so little understood God's heart more than Naomi who knew so much more. With Ruth's statement, she binds herself to Naomi forever, which was why Naomi was left completely speechless. Ruth's decision was a complete break with her past. She left behind everything she had known, family, friends, familiarity, and she threw herself into the unknown. What an amazing picture of repentance and of faith. Repentance because it was a complete break from her life with self at the helm. Faith, because Ruth was flinging herself into the arms of her heavenly father. Long before Ruth could throw herself into the arms of her kinsman redeemer, as we will see, she had to throw herself into the arms of her Savior. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.